This morning I want you to turn with me in your Bible to the second book of Kings. Second book of Kings. Just to prove I was listening to Nigel last week, this is in the Old Testament. I think it's one of the history books. Second book of Kings, chapter 5. Now, this is a well-known passage in the Word of God, and I'm sure most of you know the story of Naaman. Reading from verse 1. Now, Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. I want to stop there this morning because I know that most of you probably know the story and I don't want to spend a lot of time reading it because this morning I'm not going to focus on the prophet Elijah. I'm not going to focus on Naaman. This morning I want to focus on the little maid, that little girl. Most sermons I've heard on this passage of scripture focuses on the prophet or Naaman and his miracle. But I believe that if this little girl was not in the picture, we would not have had a Naaman, nor would we have had this outstanding miracle that happened that day. So this morning, I I just want to share a few thoughts with you on can one person make a difference? Can I make a difference? Can you make a difference? And the answer is yes. One person can make a difference. Now the Bible tells us that this little girl was brought from Israel into Syria. She was a captive. And the Bible clearly tells us that she waited on Naaman's wife. In other words, she served Naaman's wife. Now Naaman, we know, was a military commander of the armies of Syria. And at that time, Syria was a very powerful country, very military power in existence at the time. The word of God tells us he was an honorable man. He was highly regarded. He was a great man. But he had leper. He, so, sorry, but he was a leper. He had leprosy. And while serving her mistress, this little girl noticed that something was wrong. In spite of Naaman's great power, wealth, and social standing, 
something was wrong, something was missing. The picture was incomplete. So one day she said to Mrs. Naaman, if only my master could get in touch with the prophet of Israel, because if he would, I am convinced, I know he would be healed of his leprosy. Now, a few things I want to point out to you this morning. When we look at this little girl in a story, not much is said of her. We don't even know her name. But what do we know about her? One, she was a slave. Now, in those days, a slave was the lowest position anyone could hold in social standing. The lowest position. Secondly, she was an outsider. The Bible tells us a Jew living in a foreign land. She was an outsider in Syria. Thirdly, she was young. Now, I tried to look up, you know, from the Hebrew uh, version, what the word young stood for, and it meant, actually, and could have been someone 13 years old, as young as that. So the Bible tells us she was a slave, she was a foreigner, and she was very young. And you ask yourself, when I was reading this, I thought, why would a powerful man like Naaman listen to a little lowly servant girl? She had no power. She had no position. She had no possessions. So why would Naaman, who was in charge of the armies of Syria, highly regarded by the king, listen to this little girl? She had nothing going for her. The only thing she had going for her was her tremendous faith, her tremendous faith in her God, the God of Israel. Now, I want to just share with you this morning, you know, we can make a difference. You can make a difference. I can make a difference. You know, you may be going about your life today and nobody knows who you are. You might feel insignificant. You look at your background, your social standing, the amount of money you've got in the bank. You know, where you are, you might think, I'm alone. I don't have a family, don't have any many friends. I come to church every Sunday. Nobody even knows my name. They don't know anything about me. Nobody knows I exist. You come Sunday after Sunday, you think, I'm not appreciated because nobody knows me. But you know something? When we come into the presence of God, he makes us somebody. He makes us something. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? Hallelujah wouldn't have gone amiss there. When we come into the presence of God, we are special. We are important. He makes us somebody. He makes us something. This little girl had no position, no possession. She was a slave girl. She served Naaman's wife. But we know the end of the story. She said to uh, Mrs. Naaman, if only my master could see the prophet of Israel. You know, I believe she took a risk when she went to her, 
Mrs. Mrs. Neiman to tell her this. She probably put her position as a, as a maid. She probably put her reputation, perhaps even her life, at risk when she approached Mrs. Neiman to tell her, if only my master could see the prophet. She was convinced that God could heal Naaman of his leprosy. Now we are talking about an incurable disease. In those days, leprosy resulted in death. It was an incurable disease. But this little girl was confident enough in her God to know that God could heal Naaman of his leprosy. And I just want to say something this morning. You know, you can make a difference. You can make a difference in somebody's life. You know, we come to church on a Sunday morning. We come to the house of God. We fellowship with one another. We meet one another. We have a lovely time. We sing and we clap our hands and we praise God. But you know, when we, leave, when we have finished worshiping and we walk out those doors, we are walking out to make a difference in the world. We are walking out to make a difference. God is going to bring us in touch with people who have needs. And I feel, I believe, that we become most relevant as believers when we meet the needs of other people. People are most vulnerable at the point of their need. And if you can solve somebody's problem, you have helped them to get to know Jesus. Just one person you can help. You've brought them closer to Jesus. The Bible tells us when Mrs. Naaman went to her husband with the news Naaman went. I'm not going to go into all the details because we know how the story ends. We know Naaman took all the silver and gold and he went. First of all, because he was such an important man, he didn't go, first of all, to the prophet. He went to the king because he felt he was important. Why should he just go to an ordinary prophet? When the prophet Elijah heard about Naaman, he sent a servant to tell him to go and dip in the river, and we know the rest of the story. He didn't want to go. The servant convinced him. Eventually, he backed down. He said, okay, I will go. I've come so far. And we know the results. We know the end of the story. The Bible says, his skin became as smooth as a child. That was the result, because he was healed. You know, we can make a difference out there. However unimportant or little or insignificant we may feel, we can make a difference. But in order for us to make a difference, we have to be one. We have to be confident in what God can do. We have to be confident. Now, when we speak, we ought to tell people what God can do. 
No, we have to know in our hearts what God can do. This little girl said to Mrs. Naaman, if only my master would see the prophet, he would be healed. Not perhaps, oh, I, I think he might be able to help. She was confident in what her God can do. And I think in order to make a difference, we have to be confident in what God can do, what our God can do. When we speak about God, we can tell people with confidence, God can solve your problem. God can heal you. God can deliver you. God can make a difference in your life. He has made a difference in your life, I'm sure, or you wouldn't be here this morning. God can save. She was confident. You know, sometimes when I look at Andrew and he's leading the worship group, he has confidence. He knows what he wants to achieve. He knows what he wants to do. We look at Jonathan at the back, you know, on the PA. We know that when he switches on all those gadgets down there, you're going to hear something. Well, unless, unless I'm, I'm on the PA, then anything can happen. But, you know, we're confident. Simon and Claire stands here in mornings, and they come out. They, they have confidence. They're confident in what is going to happen. And this is what we need when we speak, when we go out and we're talking about the Lord Jesus. We have to be confident in what our God can do. Have you ever noticed when people speak, speak with confidence, how it rubs off on you, and you're almost compelled to listen because they speak with confidence. They know what they're talking about. This little girl knew what she was talking about. She was only a young girl, but she knew what her God could do. He could heal Naaman. This is what we need to be sharing with the world out there. Yes, God can solve your problems. And secondly, we must be credible. We must be credible. You see, if this little girl was not serving her master well, her master would not have believed her. Mrs. Naaman would not have believed her. Mrs. Naaman wouldn't have even bothered to tell Naaman what the little girl had said. And when we tell out there, when we expose ourselves to the world, we have to be credible. People will only believe you if you are credible. This little girl, I believe she was very obedient. She was very industrious. She served her master and her mistress very well. You see, they didn't know anything about the prophet. They didn't know anything about God. They, they knew nothing about all of this. But the only thing they knew, they saw a little girl who was serving them, but serving them to the best of her ability. So when she spoke, they sat up and took notice. So in order for us as Christians to make a difference, we have to be credible. The world is looking for credibility. We must know that the message we have is real, and we have to live that message. In other words, as a child of God, we have to live, we have to walk the walk, we have to talk the talk, or nobody will take notice of us. You know, where we are, we need to be credible. At work, I mean, do we turn up for work late? 
I mean, I know nobody here does that. I know nobody here runs away from work. I know nobody here only works when the boss is around. I know nobody here refuses to go that extra mile. You know, when we ask to do that extra bit, oh, I'm not paid for that. I'm not expected to do this. You know, are we an example where we work? Earlier on, Phil read to us from Matthew 5, on Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught, told us, taught us how we are to act as Christians. We're to be peacemakers. You know, and if you read Matthew 5, the rest of it, you'll see in detail, Jesus goes on talking about anger and, and murder and, and, and everything that we need to know. We need to be credible. We need to show the world who we really are in Christ. If we're not credible, nobody's going to take notice of us. You know, all the little things that we, we, we sort of think, oh, we'll get away with, this is just a little white lie, this is just, oh, I'm just, you know, borrowing some paper, pens, pencils at work, you know, or where we live. Are we good neighbors? Are we credible? Do people see Christ in us? So we need to be confident. We need to be credible. You know, sometimes I wonder, if being a Christian was a crime, would there be sufficient evidence to convict me? I often wonder that. Would there be sufficient evidence to convict me if being a Christian was a crime? You know, we go back to the story. Remember this? Naaman was very powerful. He was influential. He was wealthy. The Bible tells us he took silver and gold to pay the prophet. He had horses, chariots, servants. He was very wealthy. But he needed God. He needed God. And can you imagine that day when he returned home? Now, Naaman was, was a military commander who was very successful. He, he, won victory, he had victory after victory after victory. So he was used to returning home with a lot of cheer, a lot of praise, and a lot of a big welcome. But can you imagine this time when he returned home things were different. Because the Bible tells us not only was Amen, Naaman healed, but the Bible said he confessed he was not going to worship Rimmon, the god of Syria, anymore. He was going to sacrifice unto the God of Israel. So that day, not only was Naaman healed, but his life changed. His life changed. And I'm sure his wife life changed that day. But you know, not only was Naaman's life changed, I believe that little girl's life was changed that day as well. You know, the story doesn't go on to tell us what happened when Naaman returned home. But can you imagine it? This is a powerful, influential, wealthy man. He returns home. What do you think happened to that little servant girl after that day? I don't believe she was a slave anymore. I am sure Naaman must have gone to her and, and thanked her. Thank you. I thank God for you. And I'm sure after that day, she was promoted or she was probably even adopted in the family. 
and you can just use your imagination to know what else, you know, would have happened in her life. See, when, when we seek to change the lives of other people, not only do their lives change, but our lives as well. Because God honors, God blesses us, and he rewards us. So our lives change as well, just like this little girl's life changed. All of Syria knew that day because of one little girl. All of Syria knew that the God of Israel could heal. They knew who the God of Israel is. The king of Aaron knew that day because Naaman would have told him, I am healed. Everybody, a whole nation knew about the God of Israel because of one little girl. You and I can make a difference. One person, just one person, God will place you in the right environment, in the right situation. If only we will declare to the world who he is. All you need to have is a little faith to be confident in who your God is and God will do the rest. If God can use a little girl, a young slave girl in a strange land, how much more God can use us. You know, there's no height to which God will not take us when we ask him to use us. On the job, who, do you tell people who your God is? Do you show them by your life? You know, I believe there are pe people waiting today for us to say something about our God. And once what you say is relevant, people will take notice, just like Naaman took notice of what this little girl was saying. Some people talk. Some, you know, you talk to people and you think, oh, they're not paying me much mind. They don't need God. They're wealthy. Everything, everything going for them. You may find you're talking, you're sharing, and nobody's taking any notice. Don't worry about that. Because one day, one day they will have a need and they will come to you. And that will be your chance. That's when the Holy Spirit will direct you into saying what you need to say on his behalf. You know, you look at the world, I look around and I think the world is in a very secular moment. You know, people tend, you know, the values shock me sometimes. I was reading um, an article some time ago about this man who bought a number plate, just a number plate for his son, for his car which cost over 300,000 pounds. I could not believe what I was reading. But we live in, in a world where people think they don't need God. But they do. Because Naaman was a wealthy man. He was popular. He was influential. He was a great man. But he needed God. So do not allow people's social standing to hold you back because they may have everything they need, but their lives are empty. People need God. So this morning when we leave, I just want us to think. 
you know, do we, do we hate where God has placed us? Do we hate our jobs? Do we hate where we live? But is there a Naaman waiting somewhere in your neighborhood, at your place of work, at school, wherever? Is there a Naaman waiting for you to tell, for you to share who God is with them? You know, I think about this all week I've been thinking. You know, this little girl, she was captured on one of the, the, the raids, the, the Syrian army raids in Israel. Israel was Syria's biggest enemy. She was taken a, a captive. She was a slave. We don't know what happened to her parents. Maybe in one of those raids, all her family died. Her parents, her brothers and sisters, all her friends. But she did not hold that against Naaman. She did not hold it against the people of Syria. She could have stayed bitter. She could have remained, uh, you know, she could have rejoiced. Oh, that serves him right for what he did to my family. But she didn't. No, she went to her mistress and said, if only my master can see the prophet, he would be healed. She was concerned. She wanted to share about God with them. So, think about where you are. Think about your work, your neighborhood, what you do every day. Are we, are we wrapped up just disliking where we are, where God has placed us? And as children of God, God has placed us in strategic positions because there is a Naaman waiting somewhere for you to say, if only you could meet my master, you'd be healed. It doesn't have to be leprosy. It doesn't have to be disease. Sin can be described as leprosy, leprosy of sin. But God, you know, can pe- the world is waiting for us. The world is longing to hear about God. It may not seem that way, but keep on because one day they will come to you. If what you say is relevant, if they see that you're credible, if you talk about the Lord one day, they will get to the point where they will need. You know, the, the Bible hasn't called us the pressure, pressure out there. Simon spoke a few weeks ago on evangelism, and he, he mentioned, you know, we are not called to pressure people out there. We don't, you know, tell them they have to accept God. Phil read earlier on, bless are the poor in spirit. And I believe that means not in your face, as blessed are those who are not in your face, poor in spirit, humble, just wait for the right opportunity when God can use you to speak, use you as a mouthpiece to share who he is. So this morning when we leave here, let's, let's make a conscious effort this morning to leave, to make a difference. Let's go out and change our world. Let's go out and change our Ipswich. You know, it's not easy. But I believe God has has called us to be the light of the world. And if we respond, there's no telling what God can do.